I'm Andrea, and I believe that women have the answers, that when we come together, we can create great things. So I've created this space for women to share their stories that unite and connect us. You're listening to Our Story Speaks. Welcome, friends, and thank you for joining me here today. Today, you'll hear my conversation with Jennifer. Jennifer shares her journey with moving through her own tragedy to understanding what meaningful legacy looks like. I believe you'll find so much value here. And remember, if you like this episode, please subscribe, share, and review. Good morning, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining me today. Good morning. Hi, welcome. I appreciate your time and I am excited to get started. Sounds good. I'm excited. Well, that's, that's a really good question of what um, I'm excited to talk about my story, but it's not something that I, I talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And you're in good company because I've never <laughs> heard your story either. So <laughs> there you go. So this will be a journey together. So uh, yeah, let's just get started. Please share with my listeners a little bit about yourself and then tell us your journey. All right. Well, I am a, um, what I call myself is a death lawyer. I'm an estate planning and probate attorney. And we have a lot of dysfunction in our industry of estate planning, um, as well as our general attitudes towards death that just, um, drive me crazy. (laughs) So in addition to uh, my day job of estate planning and probate law um, as an attorney in Minnesota, um, I do a, I've created a a website and podcast to try to get some messages out about the practical stuff, like uh, how to properly estate plan, what different things are, what people need to think about. um, As well as to try and combat some of the things some of the attitudes about death that can get in the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how did this, you know, this is, I think based a little bit on what I know about your story, this career path seems a little bit um, inspired, but share with us how you came to be where you are today. All right. Well, I'm going to kind of start in the middle because for the longest time, (laughs) this can be a little bit nonlinear. Um, because for the longest time, I didn't see a connection to the things that were earlier, but then it's kind of obvious to everyone else. So, um, but, uh, I, I became a lawyer, um, really because I, I wanted to be a teacher. Um, but I had some experiences, um, in a classroom and with different ages of kids. I just didn't, it, it wasn't really a good fit for me. Um, and then I, spent some time with a small town attorney and realized the things that he was doing was really teaching people who were really, who really invested in the answer and that I, I really liked that idea. So I went to law school and I, one of the areas of the law that really is more teaching than anything else is estate planning. Mm-hmm. People want to know um, what issues they're going to have and how it works when they come in to see you. And then you're trying to figure out um, what the to-do list will be when they die and how to minimize that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I was practicing, did I really understand that I was specifically equipped for doing that area of law. Um, 
that a lot of attorneys aren't. Um, when I was 14, my father passed away of a really quick, quick acting cancer, um, just really out of nowhere. We didn't have a huge history of cancer in my family. Um, and my, uh, my father, um, there was, there was some, some medical issue. We all kind of understood that he should go see a doctor. Something was, wasn't right. Um, kind of in the early fall, um, he was diagnosed with, uh, with cancer, uh, in around Thanksgiving. My parents waited to tell me, um, until after Christmas mm -hmm. and then he passed away Super Bowl Sunday. So it was a very, um, it was a very quick thing to happen. Um, and obviously for anyone that's going to be super formative. Um, but in, in addition to that, um, kind of just being hit in the face with the reality of death, uh, I was, I was going through, um, or just completed the confirmation process. I was raised, um, I was raised Lutheran and I'm still Lutheran. Um, I kind of like to joke that we're, I think we're the liver of the Christian world where we like to deal with really difficult issues <laughs> and process those. Um, and the, the congregation that I was a part in, but I think it's, it's pretty widespread um, in, in the religion, is that uh, we have a pretty strong connection to World War II, um, a lot of us being German or Scandinavian and What's, what sides would we have been on, but for a boat ride, you know, would we have been perpetrators? Would we have been in an occupied place? What would we have done for our neighbor? What would, you know, would we, would we have hid um, mm -hmm. our neighbors or, and put our lives on the line for that? Or would we have tried to save our own skin? Um, and what that did to legacy for, you know, for whole societies. Um, and that was something we were grappling with, um, you know, as teenagers in our church. Um, it, it was a really interesting experience and something that I'm kind of realizing isn't, isn't very ubiquitous in the wider Christian society. <laughs> um, uh, our confirmation was a little bit like, um, oh, you want to be a Christian? Well, do you really understand what all that entails? You know, um, here's, here's a book about someone who hid Jews had to go to the concentration camp and you're ready to sign up for that. So, <laughs> right. um, um, so it as I was kind of experiencing religion through that lens and then seeing my father die so quickly, um, I have a really early, uh, a really early lessons in, um, the brevity of life, um, mm -hmm. in what legacy actually means. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that it's so much bigger and, and pervasive than just money we have in the bank and leave to people. Mm -hmm. um, and wrapping your head around the topic of death and how poor our society is at doing that. Right. Yeah. And often when we think of like legacy, you know, it, especially when someone dies, you think of, to me, I think the word estate or estate yes. planning. That's what comes to mind first is like, <laughs> right, okay, yeah. how are we going to sort all this out? Right. And I think many people, when they hear the term estate planning, they think of estate, they think, they picture something like Downton Abbey. Right. And then they, think, <laughs> they think, well, you know, I'm just not that. <laughs> so I don't need to do that. 
Yeah. Um, I, my, where I live is Southern Minnesota. So we're very close to Mayo Clinic and we're very close to uh, the corporate headquarters for Hormel, which makes spam. Um, so kind of these big internationally known things. Um, and then there's all sorts of things named after those um, because, you know, they made a lot of money and then they used it for charitable things, all of which are really good and useful, but we tend not to see far past that. Mm-hmm. Um, of, of okay that's a legacy and some people get to do that and most of us don't and that's it mm-hmm. um, when really um, there's a much more important non-practical piece of what's your legacy what you know what are people going to talk about at your funeral what effect are you what impact are you going to have in in the people that you're around yeah. um, I think impact's kind of a buzzword right now with social media of you know, I need to have, I need to have big impacts or big influence. And that's also a trap that we can fall into is, is, well, if I don't have big influence, then I'm not really leaving much of a legacy. Um, but you're, you're surrounded by people in real life or in the online space constantly. And what are you bringing, what are you bringing into that space? And, and what are you leaving behind, um, is really forms your legacy. Um, and that's yeah. something that everyone gets. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's almost like what you just mentioned. It's almost like they're, you're asking yourself the wrong question. Like, am I making a big impact or am I having enough, you know, um, interactions around whatever. And, and mm-hmm. that's almost coming from the wrong space. That's like coming from a space of ego. Absolutely. And it's not, that doesn't translate well. I mean, I I honestly, we can feel it time and time again. And we know almost immediately when someone's coming to us with sincerity and and Mm -hmm. through a different lens of ego. And so, yeah, I love that you're getting into this because I think legacy can just be quiet, a very quiet moment. It doesn't have to be you know, how many followers did you have? Did you have a right. building named after you? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that you had a very genuine experience around that because your father passed so young and his legacy still lives with you. Mm-hmm. And he might not have buildings named after him. I'm not sure, but I, right. I don't think you mentioned <laughs> he that. Does not. <laughs> <laughs> he does not. <laughs> yeah. And so I would love for you to kind of share with us, you know, what that was like for you, what, what your father's legacy has meant to you and how's that shaped your kind of life view right now? Uh-huh. Well, um, I like to joke. My first thing is a joke and maybe that's, maybe that's a defensive technique, but um, my, my dad was a huge Minnesota Vikings fan. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in, I grew up in South Dakota and you kind of picked your team, um, but he was a huge Minnesota Vikings fan and um I'm also a Vikings fan and my kids are now becoming Vikings fans and the joke around here is that it's more of a family curse that we're passing on than 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 a positive legacy necessarily but um but to get to the crux of it um this is actually especially um helped me really frame this is is what has come up recently with with the notion of girl dads um and people who champion not not the necessarily the first people in line to be championed um and when Kobe Bryant passed away there was a lot of talk um about 
how he talked about his daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that I had growing up is my dad was my champion, even for things that, you know, it didn't really lend itself well. Um, when I was a kid, I loved basketball and that was before the WNBA and I wanted to play in the NBA. Um, and that was kind of ridiculous because number one, there wasn't really an option for girls to do that a whole lot. Um, but probably the bigger issue is I had zero talent and I wasn't getting much taller than five foot. So I, there was really nothing I was going to bring to the table in that situation. Yeah. Um, but I w he never ridiculed me for that. He championed, you know, my passions and, um, and supported, supported the, the passion that I had, even if it would be really quick to ridicule. And I think that's something that all of us can have as part of our legacy is to be a girl dad, even if we're not a dad to a girl, mm. where, where we can see our, where we can put ourselves in the position of being champions to people. Now that isn't, that isn't necessarily giving, um, giving support to pipe dreams that are never going to come true, but it's, it's saying, you know, I support your passion wherever that leads you. Um, and, and I'm not going to belittle you for something that seems crazy. Um, and I think that's something all of us can do. Mm -hmm. And, and that has really lived on with you even all these years later. Absolutely. Yeah. That's legacy. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And so when you're working with people in your professional mm -hmm. career, you yep. know, you're trying to explain this to people. Are they looking at you with blank slates, like blank <laughs> eyes? Well, or? Yeah. well um, it's, they're, they're, uh, I talk about this mainly, mainly, and it's part of the reason why I have um, a side hustle while I'm doing, why I'm doing something outside of my day yeah. job is, is to try and have that conversation with people. Um, that's so much more bigger, bigger than the practical stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but it, there's, there's this idea of legacy coming into the practicalness of it. Because when I look at estate planning, I don't think of it as how can we um, make sure that you leave as much money as possible and then, and then put it where you want it. Um, I think about estate planning as, as just thinking through the legal to-do list that, that will come up when you die. And how can we how can we minimize that to-do list now um, so that it's manageable and not messy? Um, because to me, that's a piece of legacy is um, are people's last interaction with, with you or your, you know, what, what you kind of left behind um, here, is their last interactions with it going to be things that um, are difficult and complicated and um, emotionally draining or, or, are you going to be setting it up in a way that, yeah, they'll have to do some things, um, but it's manageable and that they have more space then to remember the things like, you know, you were a girl dad, um, um, the, the relationship and the love and the other things that you brought to the table during your lifetime that they can take with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually what you're describing makes me think of the very question you're asked, are you leaving, um, are you leaving them so that it's going to be an easy transition for them essentially? Mm -hmm. Yep. It, you know, we can ask ourselves that question right now in this very moment. Like, am I leaving my space so that it's an easy transition for folks who have loved me? You know, if, if mm -hmm. whatever Absolutely. were to happen today. And I uh -huh. think for me, that would be, um, 
less about the estate because there's no estate, but more <laughs> about, you know, like, well, you have my stuff, re- though, right? Well, you do have stuff, right, but I, yeah. I'm thinking about that emotional piece. Like, have I made sure people who need to talk have talked? Have yes. we, uh, you know, resolved issues? Have I made sure that people have had meaningful interactions with me where they know how I feel about them? Like, mm-hmm. these are all questions. And we've heard it so much as like, you know, live like today's your last day and live right, like you're yeah. dying. And it's yeah. almost become, um, it's almost become numbing to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because you, like, how do, you I, know, how do you do that? Right? Well, and you think like, <laughs> good idea. I still got to right. go make dinner. How do I and, actually do this? <laughs> right. I still got to go to work tomorrow and make dinner. And so, right. yeah, I got to do the little things daily that yeah. don't feel like the big grand bucket listy, um, emotionally uplifting things, but they're the grind, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I think some, what you're, go ahead. Oh, no, but something that, that I think when, when you start to reframe your life by, by legacy, what legacy am I leaving behind? It really helps you prioritize. Um, what otherwise are just constant balls coming at you. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when you're thinking about your legacy, even the, the grind of it and the, and the daily grind of life um, there, there is value and meaning to those pieces. Yes. Um, um, If you're, you know, giving the daily baths to the kids, to the kids, those are moments where you can, um, have interaction and, and, um, give pieces of your personality or your, or the things that are important to, to you, you can give to those kids. Um, and, and, you know, household chores and, um, and your work days, um, those are areas where you're actually serve, you know, bringing some service to the people around you. Um, and all of those pieces are legacy. Yeah, absolutely. That actually reminds me of in my school days learning, um, like in child development about how important it is for when you see your children, for you to give them like a big hello, to be like enthusiastic to see them because Uh they're going to remember that if you show up and you're just like, Hey, come on, let's go. Let's get in the car. It's a very different feeling than hello. I love you. I miss you. I'm so grateful to see you let's get in the car. You know, it's still, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> we still got to do our stuff, right? We right. still got to live, yes. but you know, what you're describing is how are you showing up in the world? Yes. And this is great. This is, I love this conversation because it's, I've never thought about it from the lens that you're, you're sharing with us today, but it's important because, you know, if we're gone today, what, how did I show up today? Like how have right. I shown up consistently? Yeah. And and, often we think uh-huh. there's time to get to that, right? Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Yep. Just like our health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, I think, and this is what, this is one of the things that really drives me crazy about, about our societal views is we're not, our culture isn't very good or really well-versed in having this, having a discussion about death. It's a topic we avoid. We don't like talking about it. We don't like talking about it, about it with the people we love. We don't like, like to um, wrap our heads around the fact that that we have a limited period of time um and it's and it's to the point where we'd rather you know make jokes about it than wrap our heads around it and if we wrap our heads around it we're somehow 
being morbid or, you know, we're, we're somehow negative. And when you're wrapping your head around it in a healthy way, then it's really, it's really making you prioritize and say, okay, if I have limited time, what, what do I want, what do I want to make sure that I do with that time? And it also reframes how you think about what you need to accomplish and what that legacy needs to be, because there are some things that, yeah, it'd be great to do, but you, you could be gone tomorrow and you didn't do it. So what, you know, what at the heart of it? Um, so that's kind of a really broad way of that's, I'm not saying this very well, but if, no, I, if I, you, I think you can hear <laughs> what you're trying to describe, like as an example, if you're, if you're doing something, um, you know, social in the social media space and you're thinking, I want to change the culture or I want to change the industry. And I'm kind of, you know, I, I kind of feel like I'm in that space. Um, and you're, that's your goal and that's your only goal. And that's really all you're wrapping your head around. Um, and you think, well, I get, I get years to do that. And this, this is something I think we all struggle with and we all, we all, kind of have to frame it this way naturally anyway. But without the idea that, you know, but if I get struck by lightning tomorrow and I never had that impact, what is my legacy? Mm-hmm. And and your legacy has to be so much broader than did I do that bucket list thing? Mm-hmm. Right. It's it is how, you know, the question is less about what I've done and how I've been or who what my being has been, how I've shown mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Yep. That's a really powerful thought. I'm grateful that you brought this to us. <laughs> so share with me, um, my listeners, how they can learn more about your podcast and this conversation in general. Mm-hmm. Well, my, uh, you can go to the website and organizedafterlife.com and there are links to, uh, it, it's a, the website itself has a lot of practical stuff about estate planning. What's a will, you know, when, what kinds of things you need to think about um, how can I leave a manageable to-do list? Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, and there's links to the podcast and, uh, some YouTube videos and all of that great, lots of different, different methods of trying, trying to understand the practical stuff, um, of leaving a manageable to-do list. Um, but right now on my Instagram, on my Instagram, which you can also find, there's a link to that on the website. Um, I'm in, Right now we're in Lent, um, and I wasn't the first one to come up with this idea. I, I, I stole it from a Catholic nun, but <laughs> um, to take Lent as a time to consider your mortality, um, and I think that's such a great practice to have to show up for um, for a month and a half and just say, "Okay, let's take time to wrap my head around this stuff." Um, I think is a great practice to do. So um, on Instagram and my Insta stories every day, I'm going through, um, um, it's a Lenten thing. So I'm, I'm talking a lot about religion and there's talking about Bible verses, but um, it's a good way to kind of force yourself to stare at the thing that we don't like staring at. Mm -hmm. um, And we try to avoid staring at. Um, And it's also a good practice. It's also some good information, even if you're not a religious person, because I think we can have so many attitudes about death in our culture that we think are based, religiously based, that really just aren't the case. Um, and that can be really helpful to just say, okay, what, what is the context here? What, what's the underlying information that, that maybe says, you know, these attitudes really aren't healthy. So 
Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm doing that on my Insta stories through up through Holy week. Perfect. Well, I will make sure we have links to that in um, the show notes. And um, Jennifer, I would love to ask you what you're learning about, listening to, exploring these days that you're, you love. Oh, that is such a good and a hard question. <laughs> um, right now I'm reading, um, oh man, am I going to get Dare to Lead? Um, mm -hmm. And I'm really liking that book. Um, um, really grappling with that focuses in, you know, Brene Brown, like she's shame, right? Um, I yeah. feel like I'm the Brit, like my goal is to do to death what she does for shame, right? We, we all kind of have our things that we're, okay, we're, we're fighting in our, in how culture is, has some negative views on things. Um, but I love how she takes the issue of shame and say, okay, here's, here's where we have specific concrete problems with it. And here's how to concretely combat that. Um, so I'm really loving that. Mm -hmm. um, um, and music wise, I'm getting back into nineties rock um, that I don't know why I didn't, um, <laughs> I haven't listened to in 20 years. And so I'm yeah. like, Oh, let's download a whole bunch of red hot chili peppers and, um, and uh, better than Ezra and different bands like that. So Perfect. that's kind of what I'm into right now. Yes, um, I love it. And then I'd love to end with just asking you what advice you would give your younger self. All right. Well, probably the biggest one. I am a, I am a very big people pleaser. Um, that's something that I've always, it's always been part of my personality is trying to please people. And what I'm learning and kind of struggling with, struggling um, to overcome, overcome the people pleasing is that people pleasing is not people serving uh people pleasing is more concerned about how other people do you and it puts you in the position that you have to show up perfectly um because then you, if you don't then you displease someone um and it all revolves around um what the kind of the high you get from people being happy with you and that's an egocentric thing um, versus people serving, which, you know, I don't care what you think about me, but I'm going to try to do the best I can for you um, to serve you. And, and that's a non-ego based thing. And that's something I struggle, you know, that's something that um, I'm trying to struggle to change, change the focus and do better on of, of being a servant and not a pleaser. Yeah, that's so good. That's so relevant. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your time today. I love this topic. It's very interesting and refreshing to, to hear it from this different perspective. I'm so and glad. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you so much for putting this together and, and having a space where we can share this kind of stuff. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I hope you got some value out of what you heard today. You can find information about upcoming episodes on Facebook and Instagram at Our Story Speaks. You can also email me at OurStorySpeaks2019 at gmail.com. So please send me an email if you have a story to share with other women. You can now listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Anchor. I have excellent guests and topics in stores, so please like, share, and subscribe. Send me your feedback and leave comments. I'd love to hear from you.